Carroll bringing it forward. Thompson's making the run. Carroll hangs on to it though. Still Davy Carroll. Could go all the way here. Oh, what a goal! Hello, I'm Phil Catchpole and welcome to this week's episode of Ringing the Blues, the official Wickham Wanderers podcast. On this week's show, we have all the action and reaction from the trip to Burton Albion, plus Jasper Pattenden plays our new feature, Knowing Me, Knowing Blues. But first, let's head to Mexico City for the results and some chairboy Spanish with Uri. We are ringing the blues from Mexico City. It's me, Uri, and here are the results for League One. Barnsley 3, Plymouth Argyle 0, Bolton Wanderers 0, Ipswich Town 2, Burton Albion 2, Wickham Wanderers 1, Charlton Athletic 1, Accrington Stanley 1, Exeter City 2, Lincoln City 1, Fleetwood Town 1, Port Vale 1, Forest Green Rovers 1, Bristol Rovers 3, MK Dons 1, Cambridge United 0, Oxford United 2, Derby County 3, Peterborough United 0, Cheltenham Town 3, Portsmouth 0, Sheffield Wednesday 1, Shrewsbury Town 3, Morecambe 1. The playing surface at the Pirelli Stadium was a tricky one. Lots of snow and rain this week. So Cherboy Spanish, a heavy pitch. Okay, word by word. Heavy, pesado. Peso, weight. Heavy, pesado. Pitch. In Spanish, we say cancha. But it's not a Spanish word. It's a Quechua word. Cancha means a fenced field. Cancha, field. So, a heavy pitch, una cancha pesada. Cherboy Spanish this week, and back to England with my amigo, Phil Catchpole. Adios. Cheers, Uri. Right, Wickham Wanderers headed to the Pirelli in tough conditions. Credit to the ground staff for getting the game on. Here's what happened. Ball down to Vokes, left-hand side. Vokes, narrow angle. Still got the ball, Vokes, then he goes for goal. Then he drills it well wide, saying it should be a corner. David Wheeler as well. Impassioned pleas from David Wheeler and Sam Vokes. Lee Swarby, motionless in response. Hamer goes long down the middle again. Looking for Walker, he flicks on. Looking for Taylor. Farino's got through, and it's a goal. Farino lost Taylor, who saw Strier coming out, and he rolls the ball into the bottom corner. It's a weak goal from a wicked perspective. It was a long ball down the middle. And Taylor got away, found the flick on from Walker, and it was a comfortable finish in the end. 1 0 to Burn. Ball is on that left hand channel. Walker does well, holds it up, the cross comes in. Grimmer clears it, only as far as Powell. Powell goes for goal. Oh, what a goal by Powell. Pick that one out. Left footed Kerner past Max Trier, who couldn't keep that one out at all. And Burton Albion have doubled their lead. And what a strike that was. And that cross, no appeal from Wickham. Wing is side down by Oshelaja. 
And that referee has got the red card out. Burton down to 10 men. Oshon Arger doesn't know it yet, but he's been sent off. So Burton have got the lead 2-0, but they have a numerical disadvantage for the rest of this game. Hanlon into McCleary. He's maybe gone a bit more central. Campbell's gone out to left-hand side. Freeman goes for goal! Hits the post! Freeman's given him an option, he uses Freeman. Freeman, can he cut it back? He can, low. Oh, keeper missed it, and it was a good bit of defensive cover from Hughes behind him to clear. Short corner, Jacobson to McCleary, McCleary. Corner of the penalty area, right-hand side. Left foot across, Debar! Free header, flag stays down, and it's gone just past the post. And that was Debar's first touch of the game, and he's put his free header inches wide of the post. Scoan scoops in across for Farino. Farino is bundled over penalty to Wickham. Chris Farino bundled over and Wickham Wanderers have a penalty. Referee Lee Swarby. Again, a quick decision, Toby. Have to say, Farino looked like he was bundled over quite aggressively. Yeah, there was some definite contact in there, um, Burton fans. The assistant referee wants to speak to the ref here as well. Joe Jacobson versus McGilvray to make this game interesting. 78 minutes on the clock to make this game very interesting. It's been interesting up to this point. Jacobson puts it over the bar. And Wickham have had their chances, and not more so than that. And the ball is a yard over the bar. And it remains 2-0 to Burton, and it looks to be one of those days for the chairboys. Another good one in, and Debar's up and scores! TJ Debar has got Wickham Wanderers back into this with six minutes to go plus stoppages. It's his first league goal of his career, and the Jibble Terran is off the mark, and so are Wickham. Burton Albion 2, Wickham Wanderers 1. Gaffer, a narrow defeat in the end, but one of those days for Wickham Wanderers? Yeah, I think it was. Um, obviously, we're, we're bitterly disappointed to lose the game. Um, thought actually first six, seven minutes, we started pretty well. Um, G-Mac's gone through on this side. Vokes has gone through on this side. We felt like we were, we'd started pretty well. Um, and then, uh, obviously, we're disappointed with the goals we, in the manner that we gave, gave the goals away, especially the first one. Um, yeah, we shouldn't be getting caught that square. And also, there's a hint of our side, but we're obviously disappointed to give it away. It was We knew it was going to be... Uh, a real tough battle coming here. We know, we know, you know the qualities that, that Burton have. We knew we had to stand up to that, and unfortunately, we found ourselves behind, and it was a it was a long way back from there. Uh, two 0 down as well. It was shades of the reverse fixture. Wickham three 0 up at that half time in the opening day of the season, because Burton had a couple of chances as well late on in the first half. Yeah, I think um, we looked a little bit shell shocked to concede those two, and we just had to get our emotions back in check. Um, yeah, and, and um, you know, well. The other end, I thought we had some, some decent chances ourselves in the first half. Um, so yeah, so we're obviously disappointed to find our, ourselves behind. Um, but we, you know, slowly but surely got a bit of a foothold in the game and, and started passing, passing the ball and, and creating some chances of our own. Uh, the red card just before half time uh, gave Wickham a, a glint of light going into that second half. Your view on the challenge? It was right in front of the benches. Yeah, it looks fairly rash to me, if I'm honest. Um, you know, I'm all for wholehearted challenges, but it did look fairly rash. Um, and, you know, don't want to put um, the players in danger by going in for tackles like that. So, again, I've not seen it back, but first instinct, it, it did seem, you know, fairly rash. So, um, referees um, have to make that decision these days. Um, obviously, it, it gave us a little bit of extra space with which to play second half, um, which I thought we did to a degree. 
just disappointed of um, you know that last little bit in the box. A couple of times, balls flashed across. We could get more bodies in between the posts. Um, we had a lot of shots, but maybe didn't make the goalie uh, make enough saves. Um, so, you know, I thought um, I thought the fair play to the boys, the way they kept going, kept trying to plug away. We had to put the ball at risk um, to try and get something back at times, and, and we did that to a degree. So, um, yeah, there's plenty to, to go over today. Lost by just the one goal, but we can make their chances in that second half. We certainly did. Like I say, we, we had shots, um, balls across the box where we, we could have got more bodies in between the posts. Obviously, Jay's penalty. Um, you know, other shots and, and chances we had it was certainly enough there for a second half to get something out of the game. So I think um, we've got to be really pleased for TJ to come on and get his goal. So um, yeah, obviously we're in, a, in the middle of a really busy schedule. Um, so we're just trying to make sure we get get as many bodies through that schedule as we, as we can. Good to see Josh going back in the match they squad and playing a part today as well. Yeah, most certainly so. We had a, you know, obviously he's uh, missed this week with a with a tight hamstring, so we, we didn't feel like we could risk him from the start, especially on a on a heavy pitch. But it's nice to to see him back out on the pitch. We all know we all know how big a player Josh is for his football club, and yeah, it's nice to have him back. You mentioned the pitch; it, it's very heavy. They've done well to get this game on today, but certainly the pitch where we stood here by the dugouts very very sandy and, and quite rough to play on. Yeah, I think you know we knew the conditions coming into the game. We, we try and prepare the best we possibly can. Um, you know, you're not going to start making excuses about the pitch or anything else. It's, it's the, it's the game. It's 11 against 11. With a, you know, and, and you need to make sure you, um, you come out of all those individual battles the most you possibly can in a game like today. So, um, yeah, we knew what we were up against, and, and like I say, unfortunately, we found ourselves two goals behind and, and couldn't quite get it back. We go again Tuesday. Short, short gap between the two games. Uh, maybe a chance to rotate the squad going into this one. Yeah, possibly so. Like I said earlier on, we've got to. Um, we've got to try and get the bodies through as safely as we possibly can through this really busy spell. So we'll have to um, count the knocks, a couple more knocks again today. So unfortunately, we, we seem to be picking them up um, in the matches at the moment. So we just need to try and get the bodies through as, as much as we can. Wheels, tough day at the office today for Wickham Wanderers and a, and a poor start. Yeah, yeah, I think the, the game was won in, in the first 20, 30 minutes. I think they come out really quick and they're very direct and um, they're very purposeful of what they did. and. Obviously, like mis mistakes from us, like for the first goal and, and the second goal was a great strike. But on other days, we we'd back ourselves to block those kind of attempts as well. So I think again, that's another one we could have prevented. I think early in it's most most of the game, to be honest, we're we were second best to the first ball. We we normally pride ourselves on on that first contact, and and they had too many first contacts in our area, which which is really unlike us. Why is that, do you think? Is that just the, the nature of the season where we're at now, the Saturday-Tuesday nature of what's going on? Uh, possibly, yeah. I don't really think that's an excuse, though. I think as well, if, we're, if we have ambitions to, to make the playoffs then, and, 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 inevitably, and eventually go up, then, I, yeah, we, we, can't, we can't use that as an excuse. We, we had enough today to at least get back in the game. You know, we had enough out there today on the pitch from the start of the game to win the game. We just, we just didn't compete well enough in the first 20, 30 minutes. Dino Mamre said something interesting in the build-up to this game. He said, we know what we're going to expect from Wickham, which every manager says, but he then followed it up by saying, I want my side to be more like Wickham because they've been very successful. Has there been more of that this season in League One? People thinking, well, actually, we've got to be more like Wickham. Yeah, I mean, obviously, it's a compliment to us. I think they. the irony is that they brought the side of the game that I think that we're renowned for that, and we didn't match that today. And had we have matched it, I think we'd have won the game. But um, unfortunately, that wasn't the case. Um, so yeah, I think they they were probably like quite similar to 
perhaps how how we played a few years ago. Like we we're, were very very clear on what we were doing, and uh, you know they they got success out of it. So yeah, fair play to them. Against ten men in the second half, though Wickham had their chances and uh, could have got something at the end. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think. To be honest, we, we we probably could have been a little bit more patient to to create create a few more clear cut chances and really chuffed for TJ. He's, he's one of the most hardworking, um, honest professionals, young professionals, um, and he, he fully deserves the goal that he scored. And you know he, he works so hard every day. And and yeah, like it, it's a shame for him especially that you know we did, we couldn't get a point in the end. And when Joe Jacobson puts a penalty over the bar, I guess you must realise it's not your day. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that that's, you know, live and die by the sword, don't you, when you take penalties. I think, you know, it's, it takes a certain amount of, of, of guts to take penalties. Um, and, you know, we've seen Joe over the years score score more often than not and score the penalty to get us promoted a few years ago. And, yeah, like, I'll, I'll back Joe every time to, to score penalties. It's just, just one of those things that just didn't, didn't come off today. Uh, from the press box, the pitch looked tricky. How was it out there? Yeah, I mean, to be honest, if anything, it was slightly better than what we were expecting. We were expecting to be awful, but it, it, it was it was fine. Like, it, you know, it wasn't particularly conducive to, to playing much football on the floor. But yeah, it's I, I wouldn't blame the pitch for, for the result in, in any fashion, no. And uh, a quick turnaround. We're back at it a Tuesday, another away game. So rest and recovery. Yeah, yeah, that's obviously the end game at the minute. Just try and uh, take the lessons from today and, and put it right on Tuesday. Full credit to Burton Albion, who've certainly put a shift in for their manager, Dino Mamria. But what did the Brewers fans think? It's the opposition view. Shinker. Absolutely huge win. Well played, lads. It were really hard with ten men, but we clung on in the end. Sinfin Bovril. Dino Mamria really has worked miracles. I remembered this morning that we lost seven of our first eight league games... Now, that feels a long, long time ago. Still quite a way to go, of course, but great win today. Dill. Dino has done a fantastic job, and the new signings have really pushed us on. I'm interested to see what he can do with a full season. Ben Crutchley. What a win that was. A red card is always going to be a huge blow, and the referee did everything in his power to try and get Wickham a result. Up the Brewers! Race 0204. Ooge, ooge, ooge win. But for about the eighth time this season, I'm left thinking that's the worst referee I've seen in my life. Oh, for the days of Trevor Kettle. Eddie Pegg. I wonder if the refs driving the Wickham bus back too. Finn Stevenson. <laughs> it were 10 versus 12 and they still couldn't beat us. Popside Pete, 49. That referee were really poor and the lino on the Popside was utter garbage. I couldn't believe the Wickham players were unhappy with the rep at the end. Great win for us though. More of the same on Tuesday please. Benny boy. It looks soft to me to give a red card, and I've seen the foul replayed. Soft, same as the penalty. Overall, a great win. Hanging on somewhat in the last few minutes, but the defence held firm. Pal were man of the match for me, 
But they all did a great job. Brewers 10. Ocelaja went in with his feet in the air and missed everything but Wing's thighs. It were a definite red. Just a <laughs> silly thing to do. D. Hibbert. Superb team effort from front to back and a well-deserved win. Uh, oh, and great support from the Wickham fans for their team today, despite the result. They put some teams with a bigger support to shame. Time for a new feature now called Knowing Me, Knowing Blues, where we get to find out a bit more about our beloved chair boys. Our first victim is renowned wallflower Jasper Pattenden. Take it away, Bex. I'm Bex and I'm here at Marlow Road kicking off a brand new feature on behalf of Wickham Sound and Wickham Wanderers called Knowing Me, Knowing Blues. Jasper, hello, Hello. how are you? Yeah, very well, thank you. How are you? I am very good, thank you. You are the first player in the hot seat. How do you feel? Yeah, what an honour. <laughs> I, I mean, they say it's random, but I think uh, I think Phil knows what he's doing. But no, yeah, no, pleasure. Looking forward to it. Yeah, some good questions for you today, but I'm going to explain it first, how that's going to go. Um, so each week, a player is going to be picked at random and fans basically get to ask you whatever they want. Wow. Sound good? Yeah, all good, all good. First question from Epileptic FB on Twitter. During your time at Wickham, we've seen you deployed in a variety of roles. Where do you see as being your main position or do you plan on being a highly versatile player? Yeah, look, it's, I think it's been something that I've sort of had all the time I've played. Um, when I was younger, I was naturally more of a wide player, sort of an out-and-out winger. Mm-hmm. Um, and it seemed as time's gone on, I've slid further and further down the other end of the pitch. So, um, obviously came in in the summer operating mostly as a fullback. Um, but I know the gaffer knows I can play higher up. So, obviously, being versatile, I see it as a strength, gives me options in other areas. But, say, my preferred position is probably in a, in a wing-back either side. But fullback, anywhere on the pitch, just happy to be involved. We're going to catch you in goal anytime soon? Oh, I don't know. Tell you what, five aside, I'll be all right. <laughs> but yeah, no time soon at Adams Park. I promise you that. Okay, next question from Deep Blue Me on Twitter. What is your ultimate ambition in football? Yeah, so obviously for me personally, um, it's going to be extremely cliche. Um, but obviously you want to want to play at the highest level possible mm-hmm. um, and that's just that's just what everyone will tell you I'm sure um, but for me personally I think looking back at the end of my career and saying you know what I got the most out of it that I possibly can um, whatever level that may be I want to be able to look back on myself not just as a footballer but as a person and be content and happy with what I achieved I think that's personally what what I'll be happy with once I've settled down but as far as I can go is the aim. Very inspirational. You're going to like the beginning to this next one. It's from Mike, and he said, what a credit to your club this young man is. Oh, wow. <laughs> His question is, what and where is your favourite restaurant? Right, this is a no-brainer for me. Oh, Absolute no-brainer. Um, restaurant called Butler's in Arundel, so I'm from down south, okay. Brighton Way. Um, little place called Arundel. Uh, it's the best restaurant in Sussex, best restaurant I've ever eaten at. It is owned by... Um, a very, very close family friend of mine, okay. um, like my second mum and dad. What kind of restaurant is it? What food? It's, do you know what? It's, it's a bit of a mixture. So on, on a Sunday, you get a beautiful Sunday roast. Mm. Um, and if you go in the week, you can access sort of nice sort of picky bits, sort of calamaris, and then you're, you're sort of more sort of gourmet grilled food. And then in the evening, 
The food's, oh, honestly, honestly, I tell you what, just thinking about it, it's put me on edge. <laughs> Mouth's watering. But yeah, gorgeous, honestly, lovely place. Amazing. Okay, next question. Jimmy wants to know, would you rather win the World Cup or Ballon d'Or? Oh, you know what? Obviously, the Ballon d'Or personally is it's the, it's the biggest achievement you can win and, and the World Cup vice versa. Um, I'd love to win the World Cup. I think to be able to share an experience like that with the whole squad... <clears throat> I think it's so much more rewarding than as great as it would be to experience it on your own. Yeah. Um, and being able to share that moment and the the parties afterwards. <laughs> and I saw some of the footage after the Argentina France final, and you just think, what an experience! I mean, to be able to say you've you've won the most prestigious competition in football mm -hmm. and be able to share that experience with a team as well. Yeah, and to think a whole country would be behind you I as well, oh, rooting for you. Unbelievable. Amazing. You'd be a hero forever, but no. <laughs> Ballon d'Or would be great, personally, but yeah, it's, it's a no-brainer. It's the World Cup for me. Yeah, I think I'm with you on that one. Uh, David said, you are such an excellent and popular summariser on COCOMs as a backup to Phil. <laughs> Have you had previous media training or is it just natural talent? You know what? Some would say... <laughs> Some would say naturally good at co-coms. Others would say an absolute waffler. Um, I've had both. Um, no, I've sort of since I was young. I've always sort of enjoyed Chatting. talking, chewing people's ears off. Um, to be fair, my old club Worthing, I did a bit of um, sort of podcast stuff for their sort of channels. And mm -hmm. when I was injured, I did I did some co-commentary, but just sort of helping out here and there. Um, had a bit of experience. Yeah, there. a little bit here and there. Don't get me wrong, but no, it feels feels great and he, uh, he flatters me so yeah, <laughs> he makes me look good uh, okay next question for you is do you think that Wickham will get to the playoffs this season if so why and that's from Owen on Instagram yeah I mean I am I'm, I'm extremely confident um, I didn't even have to sort of think about answering that obviously it's, it's so tight um, mm -hmm. and we saw from last season sort of watching in before even before I came to the club just how tight it is and it goes down to the final day. Um, I feel like form is massive um, and the togetherness that this squad has, honestly, I know everyone says it, but it's, it's nothing like you get anywhere else. Um, and things like that and areas like that are so important. When you go into an important, crucial run with 12 games to go, I'm sure it will go down to the wire. Um, there'll be a lot of nervous fans out there, but the boys are confident, the gaffer's confident, everyone's in such a good place. We couldn't be in a better environment um, on and off the pitch to, to go into these last 12 games and, and get ourselves in, the, in that top six. Yeah, you've got back yourself, haven't you? Always. Uh, okay, this is moving away from football for a second. Yep. <laughs> uh, Dan has said, would you rather fight a hmm. bear-sized duck or 10 duck-sized bears? <laughs> oh. I tell you what, <laughs> ten duck-sized bears. It's like be fighting, quite cute, I reckon. It's like fighting ten TJ de bars, isn't it? <laughs> um, no, no, I'd go for I'd go for one. You one just want to fight a bear-sized duck? Yeah, you know what? I back myself one on one. That's gonna have a big beat. I know, I know. But once you're done, you're done. <laughs> ten of them running around your ankles, I could be in a bit of trouble. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I'll take on I'll take on the bear-sized duck. I think I'm gonna go opposite. I think I'd do the ten duck-sized bears. Oh. They'd be cute. They could be a pet. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Be nibbling at your ankles. You'd be in massive trouble. Uh, okay, Amy said, if you weren't a footballer, what would you be? Yeah. So, I mean, my experience in football is a little bit different. Um, I sort of my first year in professional football this year um, so I almost had started my life 
mm-hmm. away from football. Um, I taught sport in primary schools. Uh, I ran my own coaching business one-to-one. Um, so I, I would probably have been building that up even more. Yeah. Um, carry on teaching in schools because I loved it. Obviously extremely grateful to, to have the opportunity and step into full-time football. But yeah, it's probably be, be carrying on with that, doing my coaching, helping the kids um, and playing part-time football as well. So still sporty. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, George said, where is your favourite place to go on holiday? You know what? It's been a couple of years, you know. I'm absolutely buzzing for, for the summer because I haven't been on holiday in a while. Um, for me personally, somewhere where you can't go wrong, do like a Marbella. I'm going to be honest, <laughs> Marbella is nice. Um, but yeah, no, to be fair, it depends what kind of holiday I'm after. Um, something nice and chill, like South of France is great, I've been there loads of times. Um, but obviously sort of going away with friends and my Marbella is the one for me. Do you prefer to be busy on holiday or just chill out on a beach and do nothing? I can't chill out for too long, right, that's okay. my problem. Um, a couple of days I'll be alright, a weekend I can chill, mm-hmm. but after that you've got to be doing things. So I think a bit of both is quite nice, you find the happy medium. Yeah. Next we've got, doesn't say who this one is from, but if you could meet one celebrity, dead or alive, who would it be? Crikey. I feel like this is always a really hard Yeah, question. this is really hard because you think someone and then you go away and tonight I'll be thinking, oh, blind, <laughs> how on earth haven't I said him? Um, it's Lewis Hamilton for me. Um, Love Lewis Hamilton. Massive Formula One fan. Yeah, same. Followed Lewis Hamilton all my life. Obviously an absolute legend on the track, but mm-hmm. I think the work he does away from the sport um, and the opportunities he's given people and opened it up is incredible. Um, he seems he's incredibly humble. Um, and yeah, yeah, just be, be an absolute honour to meet to him and just sort of take five minutes and just pick his brains a little bit. Amazing man. We love Lewis. We do. Uh, Craig said, what do you do when you're not playing football? So, I play golf. Okay. Yeah, absolutely addicted at the moment. Oh, really? Um, yeah, so everyone says once you start you get the bug and yeah, I've well and truly got the bug. Uh, I write a blog, so I've, I've got a sports blog which I write. Oh, nice. Um, so I sort of write sporting articles and, and create workshops, and I enjoy doing stuff like that. I've always enjoyed sort of building websites. Um, but yeah, I like to I like to be busy. We've got a little cinema club. There's a few of us. <laughs> Every Friday we go to the cinema, no matter what's on. Occasionally it's absolutely nothing. We'll all pop in and watch the SpongeBob SquarePants movie or something like that. But <laughs> keeps the boys busy. What's no. the last film you watched? We watched Creed 3 last Friday. Oh, I've not seen it yet. Really yeah. see it. Is it good? I won't give you any spoilers, but oh, yes, okay. I, I enjoyed it. It's one, one for the, sort of gets you excited. It's a motivational okay. film, okay. I've got to say. Uh, Jack said, if you were in an emergency, what player would you go to first? In the current squad? Yeah. Oh, definitely not Max. I'm telling you that for free. <laughs> it just stressed me out. Um, level-headed. Um, it would have been Alf. 100% okay. would have been Alf. Um, but if we're going the current squad now, today, the boys in. Um, David Wheeler. Okay. He'd be a calm, composed head. He'd know what to do. Just feel like he'd, uh, he'd take care of you. Do you know what I mean? Wrap you up in cotton wool. You'd be all right with David. Good old David. Um, all right then, Alice has said, from your appearances so far, what's been your favourite? Uh, for me, Bristol City in the Carabao Cup was was a nice one. Um, playing against sort of league above opposition, it was a good test. Mm-hmm. Playing 90 minutes, obviously we didn't win the game, but the experience was invaluable. But probably the, the Oxford game away. Um, coming on in that game and sort of experiencing 
sort of that kind of environment, packed out away end. I think it was something like 1,200 Chairboys fans came to that one in the end was, was surreal. And then after winning 1-0, celebrating with the fans. So, yeah, between those two, but I'd probably say because we won the game, the Oxford one. Oxford one. Uh, Nick said, what's your favourite thing about being a footballer? Favourite thing about being a footballer is, I mean, what is there not to love? You get to play football every day. The rain. Yeah, don't get me wrong, but I take the rainy weather every day. Um, I mean, it's, it's an incredible job. The fact you can even, I, I hate using the word job because it just feels ridiculous. But being able to kick a ball around with your mates every day mm. and work with some incredible players, some incredible personalities um, is, is, is surreal and I'm extremely grateful. Um, and I think for me it's even more surreal because I sort of haven't been there all my life. Yeah. And it's sort of now I've come into it, it just, it just doesn't feel real. Um, but I'm grateful for it, extremely grateful for it. And, and obviously as we experienced recently, you just don't know how long you'll have it for. So just making the most of every opportunity and most importantly enjoying it as well. Do you think you almost feel more grateful because you weren't necessarily expecting to be where you are today? Yeah, because I know there's a lot of boys and, and I'm sure they still can't believe what they do every day for a living, but... There's a lot of boys who've sort of been in academy environments yeah. and pro environments since sort of the age of seven, eight and nine. Um, I was released from Brighton when I was 15. I had that almost five year gap where you're almost maturing your most um, away from football and then coming back into it and, and being able to do this every day. It's yeah, honestly, it blows my mind, blows my mind. Amazing. Um, Aidan has said, if you were stuck on an island, what three things are you taking with you? Oh, blimey. See, look, there's, there's two ways I could go about this. I could be really, really poor and say I'll take a boat, food, water, and I'll be off, <laughs> right? But I'd probably take my golf clubs, my golf ball, and my golf net. Not a football? No. You know what? <laughs> I'm out in the sunshine playing golf. If I had a football, I'd just, I'd just be getting stressed. I'd just hit <laughs> golf balls until someone comes and saves me. But I'll be content. What about when you run out of golf balls, though? I'll just keep getting them back. I'll have my net, hit into swim. the golf ball. Off I go, have a little <laughs> swim, pick them back up and we go again. All right, I've got one last kind of question for you. A little birdie has told us that you're a big fan of Rey Mysterio. <laughs> Do you want to tell us about that? <laughs> oh, my goodness. I am, honestly, this is ridiculous. Yeah, honestly, so when I was young, I was addicted to WWE. Um, I had a teddy and a trampoline and my nan... Bless her, used to knit wrestling costumes for my teddy. So I'd go out on the trampoline and, and play with my teddy. And then I think it must have been maybe my eighth or ninth birthday. My mum and dad bought me a full Rey Mysterio costume. So I had Stop. the trousers, the mask. Um, I, I don't think I took it off until, <laughs> until I was forced off. But no, yeah, massive Rey Mysterio fan. He's always my favourite. I love this finisher, a 619. Um, yeah, God, honestly, I think, you know what? The, that Lewis Hamilton question, Ray Mysterio might be up there. You know? <laughs> You've changed I'm your mind. Now, crikey, what's happening <laughs> to me? But yeah, I loved Ray Mysterio. I thought he was great, and I still see him going a bit now as well, which is great. But that era of WWE, I was all over. Did he have like a tagline? Was it? Do you have a famous yeah, phrase? What was it? Go on. It was Buyaka Buyaka six one nine. Give it some energy though. Oh, Again, Buyaka Buyaka six one nine. Oh, honestly, honestly. Jasper, you have been amazing. Thank you so much for Thanks sitting for down with me, me today. You're very welcome. So that was the first episode of Knowing Me, Knowing Blues. Thank you for tuning in and let us know who you want to see next on the sofa. Lovely stuff. Cheers, Bex, and thank you, Jasper Pattenden. Right, that's your lot for this week. We'll be back next time with news of Wickham's game against Barnsley and we might even mention the game against Bristol Rovers too. Trade the end. In the meantime, come on, you Blues. <laughs>